Welcome to episode two of Everyday Conversations with Everyday People. Uh, today, I've got my buddy Nate with us. Uh, how you doing, Nate? Good. I'm waving to the people who <laughs> can't see me because there's no camera. I'm used to being an idiot. I've, I've got a I've got a face made for radio, so it's probably best. Also, Nate ordered a drink today. I've never heard before in my life. The London Fog. What's in the London Fog again? A London Fog is like Earl Grey tea with steamed whole milk and then sweetener of some kind. Okay. She did honey. You can throw whatever in it. Uh, simple syrup really doesn't matter. But okay. they didn't have Earl Grey tea. And so I named a new drink today. <laughs> We're calling it the City Fog. So shout out to City and yeah, State letting us be can. here. So if you see the City Fog at the City and State, just know Nate. Over yeah, seriously. I'm, I kind of want to know if that's going to happen or not at this point. All right. Well, Nate, thanks for being on the podcast today. Yeah, uh, so we've got kind of two ways we can do this. Uh, I'm always open and ready to talk about any topic that the person I'm talking with has. And if you don't have a topic, then I've got some kind of playful, thoughtful questions that we can go through. Uh, so is there any topic you would like to talk about today? Bust up. <laughs> <laughs> No, no, I did not come with anything prepared. Yeah, you don't want to talk about the Grizz game at all? Did yesterday. not want to talk about the Grizzlies game. I talked about that plenty last night. It was a debacle. It's okay, ready for game four. All right, well, let's see. We'll jump into these questions. All right, number one, I gave you the ops cord right now. What are you playing? You gave me the what? I gave you the ops cord. What are you playing right now? Shoot, probably Eric Church. Which has been a change of okay. pace for me. That's not what I've normally gone to, but there's I like, wouldn't have guessed that at all. There's the one song he has called Hell of a View that has been stuck in my head for the better part of two months. And I just love it. So playing that and then immediately following it with either Sweet Ever After, I Need to Breathe, okay. Okay. Highly recommend Lady May. I don't I think it's Tyler Childers okay. sings Lady May. I'm on a very folksy country kick. And then after now that, I guess it all because Chance the Rapper is what was playing on the way here this morning. I know I just sort of played what I had on there, but no. Um, after that, it's a wild card. We're just gonna listen to whatever goes on. Probably something by uh, Yellow Card. Okay. All right, dude. These some throwbacks. Okay. I I'm all over the place emotionally and with the music. <laughs> all right. I'd say as of right now, I would probably be playing. It's an artist called Lucid Beats. And it's a lot of it. It's it's low. It's all lo-fi, but they just gotcha, kind of mix gotcha, it in gotcha. with some different songs. Okay. It's been so it's been on my mind lately. Um, all right, got this next question. Besides your phone, what do you take with you everywhere? Chapstick. I'd say I learned that this week. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm a very dry skinned fella. <laughs> and a strong Irish man. Yeah, right my Irish is showing for <laughs> sure. But I, like I, I'm telling you, I think I got scabs on my shins from how dry this. Whether it's the Salt Lake where I live, and like I just like I just scab because of how dry it is. But my lips get super dry all the time. I'm a big snowboarder, and so my face stays pretty windblown. And so chapstick, and then um, other than that, gum, AirPods. Those are the two things I have to have at all times because I'm an introvert. It's not going to sound like it during this, but I'm an introvert, and I need to be able to make sure people know not to talk to me in public spheres. So, and I just. I chew gum to keep my anxiety low. So. All right, so preference of chapstick and gum. Like, what are you using for chapstick and, like, what gum 
you like to use? Hertz Bees. Okay. I'm a big brand guy. <laughs> big brand guy. Big brand guy. <laughs> like your wife brought me chapstick, and I was like, hmm. <laughs> I don't know about I don't know about this household anymore. We're a big generic brand. Family, but, no, and I'm I'm just like if I love something like Nike, I love Nike. I got you. You're, you're, Nike shoes. You're brand loyal. I brand loyal and extra gum. Okay. And I have Winter Fresh, but that's because I was running low on my other one. I can't even remember what it's called. I'm a big spearmint guy. I can't do spearmint. I had a bad experience with Grizzly when I was a freshman in college. Gotcha. And it was spearmint flavored Grizzly long cut. Were you sitting in the dugout when you were giving it? I was sitting in my dorm getting mad at my PlayStation <laughs> controller. It wouldn't work. That PlayStation controller did not survive the night. I believe that completely. Neither did my stomach. So... <laughs> But yeah, like winter fresh is more my flavor. All right. All right, let's see. Our next question is, what is your hottest take? My hottest take? Mm -hmm. No. <laughs> this uh, is a question I was super excited to ask Nate. A hottest take? We'll see. I want to make sure I give you an answer. I'm okay with you publishing. <laughs> I'll give you one right now that I've just started thinking about is that in real life, sloths are not cute. And I don't understand why people think sloths are cute. That's a hot take. I don't know. Like, I just feel like the majority of the time, especially a lot of my like my wife's friends, like sloths are super cute, and I'm like, they're one of the ugliest things I've ever seen. Yeah, and they're gross. Exactly. They're and really like, gross. But people are like, oh, they're so cute. I'm like, I don't think koalas so. are cute. I don't know. The koalas are. Actually I mean, it reminds cute. you of a teddy bear, but like that's fine. Yeah. I think Ewoks when I see koala bears, but that's about it. I don't think that's a hot take. <laughs> I feel like it's pretty universally recognized. Those things are kind of nasty. <laughs> but, I don't know, man. I just feel like a lot of people, like when you watch a video, you see people reacting to videos of sloths. They're just like overjoyed at how cute they are. Okay. I may be wrong about that. They do cute Sorry. things because they move slow. But that's like. <laughs> All right. I got to remember that. So I'll just start moving really slow when I do things and see if my wife doesn't get pissed at me. Yeah. Like, hey. You're not furry enough to get away with that. Um, and don't do a furry either. Don't do a furry thing. Um, hottest take, man, I don't, I don't know. I guess maybe I like things that in my mind, the things that could be hot takes in my mind aren't hot takes. Okay. Like, I guess a hot take could be, I mean, I don't, I'm not usually a political person, but I like, if you're super far left or super far right and you like love your politician, you're wrong. I got you. I get, if, I, I just, I believe wholeheartedly politics are just a game. Yeah. Like people completely. are just playing a game and it's not like, uh, I don't, it's like, I don't think that's a hot take, but I can think of people in my mind who I think, think you that's could a probably, hot take. You can, you can get a Twitter feed going a little bit. I have no desire there. to do that. I'm not saying you would, but I'm saying that they, <laughs> yeah. they could probably get something going. Yeah. And <laughs> there's, there's another hot take I have that I'm not okay with you yeah, putting you're out fine. on the you're internet, good. but it is about completely. people who live on Twitter just, and it's not positive. <laughs> Like I, yeah, it's it, it's a genuine take that would not be, it would not go well. But yeah, I think there are people who like adore their politicians and really believe in their politicians, and I think you're all being fooled. Yeah, I, I, I don't, I don't think it's, quite frankly, I don't think it's a secret. Yeah, but anyways. you're also putting your trust in somebody that doesn't know you at all, and I would say in a majority of cases, puts you in a general picture and not you specifically. Yeah, because you've gone into a whole, like, politics is now celebrity. Yeah. Right? And it's like, it's a popularity contest. Like, it, you couldn't, whenever I hear people who voted for either Biden or Trump, 
very rarely do I hear a policy, right? It's all about what did they that say? Man, yeah, he speaks his mind. He doesn't yeah. do as a guy who you believe what he says, and I'm like, that means okay. Enough. What is he talking? Yeah, about? what is he talking about? Um, and you get I, there are people who have actual policy in mind, and those people are actually really interesting to talk to mm -hmm. because they see so in depth the things that I would just never think about. Um, but for the most part, it's either like something somebody said at one point. Usually the other person said that you hate, not even something your guy said that you like or your, your girl said that you like. So, yeah, it's just a celebrity thing and yeah. it's annoying. I think the whole celebrity culture is pretty ridiculous. Anyways, like, I'm sorry, I don't care what Leonardo DiCaprio or <laughs> Robert Downey Jr. have to say about the way I should yeah. live my life. Like, <laughs> throw in cause, sorry. throw in. Incident. We can't all pull girls 30 years younger than us, this mainly because I'm not 30 yet. True. <laughs> but, I mean, by the end of this podcast, I'm sure he'll be dumping <laughs> one of his 22-year-old yeah, girlfriends. Yeah, her, her little time limit has reached on his bracelet. <laughs> but yeah, I think the whole celebrity buying into this celebrity said this, and you're like, worship them. I'm like, probably a publicist told him to say it. So yeah. anyways, and I think politics are the same way. I think a publicist tells politicians what they say. They're all just trying to get votes, so... It's basically The Bachelor, but yeah, they control how much money you pay in taxes. Right, and they get to give out the roses at the end of the day. <laughs> That's one way of putting it. <laughs> All right, next question is, most interesting fact or opinion you've read or heard lately? It's reading. Reading? Yeah, what is that? Oh. I don't do reading. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. You got me there. I, like, I said that right, didn't I? You're like... <laughs> You don't know what reading is? <laughs> Most interesting uh, fact or opinion? Uh, man. Most of the stuff I do now is sports related. So I, I feel like it's a pretty kind of bland stuff. I mean, I haven't seen... <laughs> it's hard to become that. That's probably part of my arrogance, too. Yeah. It's like, not, it, no one says anything interesting besides me. Um, no, that's not true. Uh, interesting fact or opinion. What did I read the other day? I read, no, I read like an actual news article the other day, which I don't <laughs> read much. That. I, I don't read much news article. I mean, it's usually pretty, pretty bleak. Here's okay. I remember what it was. I, um, I think I read part of the transcript and listened to the whole podcast was a guy talking about um, China. Okay. And he was talking about how China's infrastructure is not built to withstand. Basically, if they're going to go bankrupt within the next 10 years. And it was fascinating hearing him talk about how the population decline and the way the population has been headed in China and the way that they have almost spent themselves into a corner, right? Like trying to boost and boost and boost very certain things. They completely neglected other parts of their economy. And it's interesting because I've got other people I'm pretty close with mm -hmm. who are involved in like military stuff and certain geopolitical things. And they can't tell me details, right. but they're like, China kills us in this, China kills us in that, China crush us in this. And I go and listen to this guy, and he's laying out very clear argument as to why China cannot compete. And China is like, and if something drastic doesn't happen, they'll go bankrupt within a decade. 
And that was super, super fascinating. Um, and again, it's not something, it's not my world. I don't delve into that very much, but um, I do enjoy like listening to that bits and pieces here and there. And so I couldn't go into huge detail with you about it, but right. in my mind with the stuff I'd heard before, I was like, we are so far behind China technologically, economically. And it's just, when he's talking about it, it's like, oh no, that's none of that's true. Or maybe it is, we are behind them from some technological mm -hmm. aspects, but he was like, they, they can't sustain it. It's completely unsustainable. And so that was really interesting to me because it's just not, it went completely against my pre-held belief about where that stood, especially between the U.S. and China. Okay. Yeah, that's nice. nice. I wish I could expound really upon it. <laughs> I wish I could expound on it, but I, I really couldn't. Um, I can't even remember the guy's name. I'm sure it's something on Rogan. Okay, there we go. <laughs> Most likely. Everyone, every, listen to anybody it's on Rogan. Fair. It's super interesting to listen to. Uh, also, Joey Diaz just released an episode with Joe. Oh, and really? First 10 minutes, I was already laughing. Yeah. Those guys, it's, I, that's what I love about Rogan is he will get on there and he'll have a panel of comedians sitting with him and it will be like just nothing serious right. for three hours <laughs> and they just go right. for three hours and then he'll bring on Jordan Peterson right. and talk about the most serious <laughs> things in the world They dig into these extremely complex ideas and right. subjects and not just Jordan Peterson, he brings on politicians and he brings on people from yeah, like, like financing and stuff like that right? and you just hear all of this stuff and it's like this one guy just basically smoking ayahuasca <laughs> talking with comedians for three hours and then he spends four hours talking about the most complex psychological and political issues in the world right <laughs> that's a gift yeah it is it's a gift edibles help probably yes they do <laughs> All right, the next question is, what is a fact about you people wouldn't find on the internet? I'm an introvert. Okay, I can see that because I mean, you do Grizz podcast, you did the live show yesterday, mm. people were seeing you because you had 10,000? I think we had 10K tune in Okay, yeah, 10K tune in last night, which yeah. is awesome. It's great to hear. Yeah. But yeah, we kind of... Going back to that first episode with Mary, like she kind of assumed the, or people assume the same thing about her, it's because she's so like energetic and like outspoken. Even I remember Mary, I met her yeah, once. It, <laughs> exactly, like she has that thing, but she was also saying it, she was like, but if you get to like that next level, like you truly know me, you know that we can sit in silence for hours mm -hmm. and be completely comfortable. Yeah, and that's, and I go out and you know, when we do stuff at like the church I'm involved with, when I go to events with friends, like even last night, I was the one going and shaking hands, kissing babies, right? right. And um, I'm, I'm, I'm good at it, but like I told you, we got done. It didn't help that the game was at the bottom last <laughs> night, and it was nine point first quarter. What's up, babe? Nine point first quarter. It's, <laughs> I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> and then it's like one a.m. I'm driving home, and I'm just like. I'm so sad and lonely, <laughs> but it was like, but it's, that's just my mind after I'm around a lot of people right. for a long time. I'm You're depleted. Like, yeah, I've got, I got it. I'm done. Mm -hmm. Right. It's like a face, face, face done, but I've gotten so good at putting on the extrovert face and it's not like a, it's not like a mask, right? It's not, right. it's not someone I'm not. It's just, it's, 
Um, it's a learned part of myself that I really enjoy and I'm really mm -hmm. glad it's there. But, but at the end of the day, I'd much rather sit it's down. It's not a lasting yeah, like, all the time. I mean, like I got back last night at 2 a.m. and I watched two episodes of Attack on Titan because I needed to just <laughs> decompress. Right? Right. Anime is a new thing I'm into. <laughs> That's I've never watched anime before, but... I've yet to gotten into it, but I have so many friends that have given me like a top 10 list of like, all right, you're going to watch this series, and then you're going to watch this series, and you're going to watch this series, and you're going to fall in love with it. Yeah, and I'm telling you, I'm not, I'm still not, I'm not going to say I'm an into anime. I'm not ready for that. Uh -huh. That's a that's a big step in it our relationship. I'm not there. But I will say, the one I'm watching, Attack on Titan, I promise a buddy I'd give it a shot, and I can't stop. <laughs> I can't stop watching it. And I know, like, some people consider Avatar Last Airbender anime. I'm like, it was on Nickelodeon. I have a hard time saying that's anime, but if that's anime, I love anime. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Me and Aang are like this. Well, so people would say I like anime because I loved Dragon Ball Z growing up. Mm -hmm. Granted, it was the, like, American version, so right. I don't think it's actually the same. But I truly love that show. That's why I'm torn. I'm like, I don't, I don't know. If it was mainstream on Cartoon Network and Nickelodeon, right. I have a hard time saying it's anime, but maybe it is. But... I name my truck Appa and yell yip yip <laughs> when I need to go fast on the interstate. So I guess if you consider that anime. Yeah. I, I love guess. anime. I got you. But um, no, I'd say it's the biggest thing that I actively see people get surprised by about me is I tell them I'm an introvert and they genuinely don't believe me. They start laughing. They're like, I'm going to be so tired when I, I leave this. I've event. seen the grumpy side of Nate. I know it's there. I, I can give you a little bit of a <laughs> a little bit of a grinch for sure. <laughs> All right, now, so those first, like, five questions are kind of, like, playful, kind of get you going, and then I would say, like, these last five start to get more of, like, I'd say, like, a personal touch. Mm -hmm. um, so feel free to, if you don't want to answer a question, it's perfectly fine. Uh, describe mm -hmm. your most beautiful place. I could immediately I could turn anything <laughs> into a joke. It's like, would my wife be okay with me saying that? Your eyes lit up so big. Babe, I'm sorry. This is gonna be on the internet. <laughs> no, I won't do that to her. My wife, by the way, is an absolute saint. She is all the good things that I am not. Um, thank God for that woman. But I think there's this place, and I used to live in Crested Butte. You know this, mm -hmm. but anyone listening, most people listening wouldn't know this. I live in lived in Crested Butte for two years after college. Where's Crested Butte? Uh, Crested Butte, Colorado. Okay. It is a little ski town. Um, it is the dead end of the highway. Literally, like the only way to get out is to go turn around on the highway, and then the summer is a dirt road that can get you into Paonia and Aspen. Okay. It's open. It's closed in winter though. You're screwed. <laughs> um, but I moved there for two years after college, and. Um, went through I would say the best and absolutely most difficult time of my life there I um, I've always been a little bit in case you couldn't tell I got a few mm -hmm. screws loose and so mentally I've always had some issues of self-control temper issues stuff like that but um, it was just like emotional bouts right just little spurts and when I got to Crested Butte, I think I've been there about a year, maybe a little bit less, and all of a sudden just like got crushed by depression and anxiety, which had never been a thing for me before. Like, and it was just like the most, I don't know how, it's hard to describe it, but people who haven't had it will understand, but people who have had it will understand. Like, it's like this 
black cloud you're just stuck in mm -hmm. like this gray thick fog and you're just kind of like you don't know why you're there you don't know how you got there and you sure don't know how to get out right and you just kind of you know you do your best to keep going and it was super super tough but i was able to like really really blessed and lucky to be around a group of people who really supported me through that mm -hmm. and they didn't have to understand what i was going through they just were there and for anyone this is not what i know this is not the question but <laughs> if anyone we're getting there yeah we are i'm good at time though mm -hmm. thanks um for anyone who has someone that's going through depression and anxiety the best thing to know is like don't fix it you can't fix it it's like the mm -hmm. whole mary thing yeah i want to fix things right. my wife says right yeah and all you want is all that person wants is for you to be there that's all you can do you don't have to understand it you don't have to fix it you just have to be there right um and that's one all you can do two it's more than enough but all that to say that place was sort of the perfect place for me to go through that because it's just a raw place it's a super raw place like you can do anything be anyone and no one's going to judge you Mm -hmm. Unless you voted for Donald Trump, in which case they might run you out of town. Okay. But outside of that, you can be anything. You could be, I was a youth pastor there, got along with everyone fine. You could be a um, pothead hippie, doesn't matter. You can be a freaking hard drug dude. Mm -hmm. You can be the guy who just sits out the bar every night ripping cigs. You can be a ski instructor. You can be a real estate mogul. I'm telling you, this is such a spectrum. And you're welcome there. And it means everything dark inside of you comes out. Mm -hmm. And then you have a choice. You can either give in to that, or you can fight against that to become who you want to be and who you know you should be. And I think Crested Butte is beautiful because it no matter what you choose, that's exposed while you're there. It's just too hard to be there to not have all that come out. And so to have everyone be that raw and that exposed, I think is really beautiful. And then there's this one place there that is, um, there's a place called like Horse Sloop Trail, but um, unfortunately it's right off the trail. So it's not as secluded, but I was lucky to be there one day where not many people were walking through the trail. And, um, you sit on this cliffside and you look out and for anyone who doesn't know, right outside of Crystal Butte is the largest aspen grove in North America, maybe in the world, but definitely in North America. Um, and if you sit there at the right time of year, like two weeks in August where everything turns gold, leaves turn gold, and you sit down on this cliff and you overlook this aspen grove, like you're at almost the very top and it's just miles of gold. And I was sitting there this one fall day and it was kind of towards the end of me going through the, the worst part of depression, anxiety. I still have it, but not nearly to the extent I had it then. And it was just like, no one was there. I was just sitting on this cliffside, and you just look over with like a 70 sunny slight breeze and you're just looking over these aspects. And it was like this biggest life is going to be okay moment, right? And I think about that place all the time all the time and if i went back today there'd probably be like 17 old ladies taking pictures there <laughs> so that kind of sucks but if you can get there by yourself at the exact right time of year on the exact right day it's like this is the most peaceful place i've ever been i think about it, i truly think about it all the time like at least once a week and it's been eight years since i've been there so it's wow. it's awesome not eight years 
seven years since I've been there. Yeah, that's the most beautiful place I've ever been. That was an amazing answer. Thank you. Bow tied. <laughs> it's all about the journey. It is about the journey. <laughs> I like that. Uh, what is one piece of advice you'd give to your younger self? She a ho. Oh man. If it sounds, <laughs> I was gonna say if it sounds fun, do it. Mm -hmm. That's not true. Because <laughs> um, that got me in trouble a few times. That, that <laughs> down a um, if if it sparks a passion in you, pursue it. I think is a better way of putting that. Amen. Because there's there's so many things that like I quit certain sports because I was really good at the one sport, right? I was really good at baseball, so I quit trying to do much for um, football and basketball. But I love football and basketball, and I look back and I'm always like, man, I wish I'd have played those longer. Um, there's stuff like music. I always wanted to learn how to play an instrument, but then I like convince myself that like lame or something for no reason and so now i don't know the instruments i wish i could play piano right or guitar or banjo would be great um but then there's other things where you know we got a world now where you can monetize anything right right and so when kids are whenever i'm talking with kids i still work with kids a little bit um and they're talking about what they want to do go to college i'm like figure out what drives you because there's a way to monetize that passion. And like you, not everybody gets to go to a job that is what they love to do and they never work a day in their life. It's not realistic to say everybody's gonna do it, but you can get close if you really put your mind to it and pursue it early enough, right? And you know, I adore my wife. I'm so happy and thankful to be married to her. I wish before I'd have met her, I would have pursued my passions more to a point where I could be they could be something that even the industries themselves I could be involved in right mm -hmm. um, and be around and you know there's just you spend so much of your life working that it doesn't have to be something that you love and adore again but to be around it and to do your best to try and be around those industries just makes everything a little bit better right and um, and then you don't look up one day and wonder what if, what if I'd have tried that, mm -hmm. right? Um, and that's the biggest thing because especially while you're young and single and you have no responsibilities, like, like what's going to happen if you fail at this and you have no money? You still live in the same little cra say, crappy apartment. Or you, yeah, right, yeah, you get a few roommates. No one else is screwed over. You don't feel like you have to look out for anybody else. Um, all of which is rewarding, but I think it's more rewarding if you get there knowing, hey, I've I've done this right. I've gotten here the way I would want to get here. Um, all I have to say, once you get there, like, don't have regrets either. Mm -hmm. Like, don't think about what you could have done. Think about what you can't do at the same time. But um, I think that probably ties into what I tell my younger self. Like, don't think about what could have happened, what can happen now. Right. And I think that's a flip, a switch that got flipped really recently in my life and it led to me doing things like last night where I'm doing a live post game show in front of a live studio audience. Uh, it was not a live studio audience, but stuff like that. And it's like, I don't think I'd be doing that two years ago, but 
tried something new. So that's a pretty messy bow. I have bow. a follow-up question though, because <laughs> I know in my instance, I think until I met my wife and had someone in my corner that encouraged those passions and they weren't just thoughts that I had with myself, mm -hmm. like I wouldn't have pursued a lot of different things. Yeah. Like, would you say like you started pursuing those passions when you and Sarah got together or you think those were always there and you didn't get a chance to pursue them? Yeah. And I think that's part of the catch 22 that I wish my younger self would just be self-motivated to do because yeah she is sitting there she's texting me last night and she's my wife is not a night person she wants to be in bed by 8 30. she literally the first night i came here to memphis she was in bed reading her kindle at 8 30. took a picture of on instagram said this is heaven i was like oh it took me leaving for you to be in heaven thanks babe um but she wants but she wants me in bed at like 8 30. and she's up at 11 o'clock last night watching me do this post game show and she doesn't care, dude. She doesn't watch any of these shows. She doesn't, she likes the Grizzly. She likes on set, but she doesn't care about my show. Let's be real. I don't expect her to care about it, but she knew how excited I was, how much of an opportunity I thought it was to be able to come back here and do it. And so she's up at 11 o'clock just to text me when it's done. I'm like, great job, yada, yada, yada. And having that in your corner, I mean, it's unbelievable to have in your corner, but it's so, it's so, good to be able to have the internal motivation and not even motivation just fortitude to say i'm gonna do this i'm gonna try it right um because a lot of times you know it's like someone like her who i absolutely adore i couldn't be more thankful for my biggest fear is letting her down right or putting her in a bad spot where like oh like oh i want to go pursue this passion well if i do that we might be broke <laughs> right and it's not just me anymore so there's a catch 22 there, but if someone says they're going to support you, I will say like, believe them. Mm -hmm. Like they say, Hey, we'll support you. We're going to do this. Like, okay. And then go do it and um, find someone you can trust like that. It, it makes all the difference in the world. Thank you. All right. What is one thing that has been on your mind most lately? Didn't say the joke that time. Okay, there you go. I'm good. Um, I would say one of the same things that's always on my mind the most anyways, which is um, life balance. Just life balance. And I don't know, maybe that's just something as you get old, you're constantly worried about your life balance. Um, I'm not old. I'm, old, I'm, old, I'm, old, to, I'm old to me, but... Um, you know, constantly thinking about between the main few things in my life, which is like work, exercise, hobbies, right? And exercise being play. Like I love snowboarding. That's, I'd consider that exercise and it's also play, but, um, between all of that, wanting to do veg out stuff, like watch TV, play video games. I'm like, am I putting enough time into the appropriate things? Am I prioritizing this correctly? Like, am I working hard enough? Am I playing hard enough? Am I playing too much? Um, that's usually not the problem. Mm -hmm. <laughs> usually it's not playing enough, honestly. Um, and my hobbies, am I spending the appropriate amount of time? And there's just so many thin lines with all of it. Because it's like work, 
you need to work super hard. I feel like our culture is like, you need, like, you can never work too hard or too much. I just don't think that's true because then that becomes almost an idol in your life. Mm -hmm. And it's okay, I'm working so crazy hard that you don't even get fulfilled out of doing a good job anymore, right? It's like you almost just work hard just to work hard with no actual goal. Um, but then hobbies, it's like, okay, you need to spend enough time in there that you're actually like doing something with, right? you're actually pursuing something with a hobby, but not so much that you're neglecting what you should be doing right. at work, right? And it's not just yourself you owe that to, right? And not just your family you owe that to. You owe that to the people who have entrusted you with the responsibilities you have for work, right? Like you, um, I think about that a lot. Like my bosses, I'm like, I owe them my best effort, right? Um, play it's like honestly like I said usually don't play enough like okay I need to make myself go on the mountain more and snowboard more um, and I need to and you need to control your play like video games is play four hours of video games makes you feel worse than you started it's, <laughs> right like it's I don't know even if I got all the wins in the world I don't think I've ever looked up from four hours of Call of Duty or Fortnite and been like <sighs> wow I feel refreshed you know it's just Maybe if some people can add that. Maybe it's not me, you know. So you got to you got to have actual play that fulfills you. Um, and then for me now, you know, it's we're two years in next month, but um, I got like, the line of my wife, right? And um, how am I doing on marriage? And to be honest, that's the the easiest one to let slip. And then the people in your life that support you and that love you, that you love. A lot of times you just start taking them for granted. You know, they're just going to be there. Right. And, you know, and it helps that I'm a freaking OCD, anxious maniac. So I constantly get worried if my wife goes downtown and I'm like, I've got to check on her, make sure she's okay. Mm -hmm. But it's like not taking that for granted, right? Not just taking what the little things that she does for granted and making sure that she knows I don't take it for granted, right? And um, I think part of that is making sure she doesn't take me for granted as well. Right, and it's you know you're in this together as partners, but there's there's overbearing within that, and there's controlling, and then there's loving and principled, right? And I, I say that to say that's the one that's most important to me right now, and I'm trying to put the most focus into doing well. But with all these things, work, hobby, play, exercise, uh, family, they're all thin lines that you have to figure out how to walk those lines well and for me that's just i think i i think about that every day like how am i doing at least one of these lines well that day um trying to bring them all together and for me the another line that is my faith right mm -hmm. and that's i wouldn't expect everybody to have that line um just like everybody has a family line and stuff but um for me, that line centers me on all my other lines. And so um, that is one that I don't think about as much as I need to. And I'm starting to get back to thinking about that more and more. And the more I do that, the more I notice myself doing these other things well and responsibly. So I don't, uh, the question was what's been on my mind the most mm -hmm. lately, right? <laughs> Balance on those lines. 
Well, I knew what I was talking about was right, but I couldn't you remember the exact the question. That's all it was. Um, you were showing us the entire present, and then yeah, capped it off. It's balancing on all those lines of life. It's been the number one thing on my mind, and because of my the nature of my brain, that will most likely be on my mind the most most of my life. I got you. Unless someone does something mean to my wife, in which case it will be hurt Game, that person. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Game over. Well, I feel like you kind of answered the last two, but I'll go ahead and ask them just to see if you come up with anything different. Uh, what do you think holds you back from being the person you want to be? Fear seems like a really cliche answer. Mm -hmm. That's real, though. Fear of what? I gotta have something better than fear. Mm -hmm. I don't know if it's fear of, because I was going to say fear of failure. Mm -hmm. It's not fear of failure to me. It's fear of waste. Like I've, I've feared failure. Everybody fears failure a little bit, but I've, I mean, my, my sport was baseball. Like I failed the majority of the time and was still pretty good. Right. <laughs> That's how it works. So I'm used to failing. I fear waste, like wasted effort. I hate that. And for me, it's always been able to connect the dots. Like I love working out. I love working out because A plus B equals being fit and healthy. Right. Right. Or in college, A plus B equals being swole AF, bro. <laughs> um, but you have A plus B equals C. And most of life is not A plus B equals C. No, it is not. Right? It's like A minus B. It's like some people are <laughs> sloth plus apathy equals still rich anyways right <laughs> right it's not how it works and i get caught up in trying to figure out the equation so much that i don't actually do anything right and it's like i'm in sales and my biggest hold hold back in sales is i'm trying to figure out the best way to reach somebody and the best way to connect with somebody and what i end up doing is paralyzing myself from trying to connect with them at all right it's like oh i can't call that guy because we he picks up the phone and I don't say the right thing. I mean, that, there it goes that. And it's like, well, if you don't pick up the phone, you never talk to them. Mm -hmm. You're never gonna know you exist. You're still like the only way to move forward is to that. And right. my dad's tried to teach me that for years. Like, yes is your best answer. No is your second best answer. The worst answer you could get is maybe, right? And you live that out. Like I've gotten maybes in my life all the time. They're <laughs> miserable, <laughs> miserable, right? But, um. I don't think I fear the no. I fear the waste of, okay, I've spent three hours putting this together, you put it in the motion, and you get no return on it, right? And that's what I fear. It's not the fact it didn't work. It's like, oh, what could I have been spending those three hours doing the most? And that holds me back because I end up just not doing anything at all, um, which is, I've been, like I said, lucky to have things happen in my life. Like the media stuff I'm yeah. doing was a moment where I just, wasn't really thinking super clearly, and I just sent it on stuff. Yeah. And then it, it just came together, right? And all this, I've had things I didn't think clearly on, and they went very unbelievably poorly. So I'm not saying don't think things through, mm -hmm. but um, follow thinking with action, you know? Yeah. And, and even if it fails, it's still better than doing nothing at all. Gotcha. Well, I guess uh, I've got this last question here. Um, which I feel like you've done a great job of answering uh, completely, but it is, uh, who are you really? 
uh, what mask do you hide behind to show the world? Ah, Nate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think we've talked about it. Like you, like a lot of people would probably assume you're extroverted, but you're like, no, that's just a that's a mask I have to put on for this job to go well. Yeah, but it's not where I want to like be. Yeah. Um, I guess trying to like dig in more. Do you feel like do you put a mask on with any friends or family or anything like that? Do you feel like you're not your true self in any of those instances? Some friends, not you, Chris. No, I would hope um, not. we. Well, I think the one thing I do is put on a mask of. I don't. I don't know. I don't do this a lot, but I. I know I do have a tendency to do it where I put on a mask of like joy, right? Like. Even, through this whole thing, I'm cracking jokes all the time, mm -hmm. right? And part of it is I can't help myself. I do enjoy it. <laughs> um, it's not like, like I'm saying, it's not a mask, but I do think the older I get, the more I like when I am to crack a joke to keep someone from asking me a question I don't want to be asked, right? Like I'm, I don't know if it, I'd say I retreat into myself, but I will say, like, I want people to view me as fun-loving, um, joyful, laid-back, doesn't take life too seriously. And for the most part, I actually am that. But I think there are times where I'm, like, just unhappy. And I don't want people to see me as unhappy, and so I don't let that come out. But, you know, I don't think I put on that mask as much as I used to. I think I've grown out of that. Um, so I'd say the extroverted part is probably the, the biggest thing. But there is definitely part of me that cracks jokes so that I don't have to dig into the actual conversation. Um, yeah. Other than that, I don't know. I do feel like I look broad when it comes to like being an adult because I'm like I'm still just a big kid <laughs> but it's like I don't feel like I try and put on a mask for that I just feel like you know I go to these sales meetings and people are like saying to me and I'm just like I don't know I'm an idiot <laughs> right <laughs> like I'm just still a kid I don't know um yeah I, I, I think yeah it's a rotating mask between those three things so yeah I don't know I don't really know how to answer that very well I guess I'm just so authentic all right. Well, it's not even that, but like, uh, I feel like I tried to like gauge these questions in a sense of, um, like kind of, I'd say, like I said, playful to then thoughtful of a sense of like slowly kind of opening the conversation. And then mm -hmm. if someone wants to talk about that, they can, if they don't, then it's just kind of what it is. Yeah. No, and I think they're really good questions. I do think we kind of answered them all. The last right. step we got, you kind of got to there and, um, Along the way, I'm still thinking about that last question. A little bit. <laughs> I will, I will say this: I'm, I'm very angry inside. Okay. And I don't, I don't really get it. I don't, and like, I don't know why I'm, I'm angry, but I am angry a lot, all the time. I don't think that's new. Mm -hmm. Like I said, it's not. It's that's why I don't, I don't think I saw it as a mask at first. Cause I am genuinely. And this is what I don't understand about happy and like want to laugh and make jokes and um, enjoying life. But also there's just a deep rooted 
anger within me all the time that's kind of always there in the background. And I'm like, it's, I don't lash out. It's nothing like that. I just don't, it's there. I know it's right. there. I'm not positive what it's all about. So I guess I mask that. Like, I don't let that come out very much. But I don't think it's bad I don't let it come out much either because no one deserves that. You know right. what I mean? I, mean, I think we talked about that yesterday. Like, you and I both have had that same understanding and same conversation of there is that door that's in our brain that we keep closed intentionally because we know that if we opened it, anything mm, could happen. You're right. <laughs> like, anything yeah. could happen. And I don't, I don't know what that is. Right. You know, it comes out when I play... <laughs> <laughs> video games for sure and when i watched the grizzlies it really came out last night ripped to that pair of pants um but i yeah it's like i, I don't think it's a mask because i think i let people know that right. i think it's a so i i've equated it to self-control at least when i talk about this because like it's not letting my emotion run me yeah it's like that instance of like a discussion with your wife or like they just said one like we kind of said a cross thing. Mm -hmm. You have the initial moment of, I didn't like that. I want to defend myself. I want to like equate this feeling now. Mm -hmm. That's not helpful. So you have to recognize that emotion or recognize that instance, kind of mm -hmm. let that flow into the background kind of as it should, and then make the right decision after that. Right. And oh, I touched the mic. Sorry if that's that scratch scratch. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like it's, and that's been something that out of my, my marriage, my wife's really done, really had a really good effect on me where I get pretty easily irritated and she'll do something and I'll just want to snap and I'll be like, oh wait, I'm the asshole. Mm -hmm. Exactly, <laughs> exactly, right? Uh, like, oh, I'm the jerk here. Um, but she's, you know, she's, she, when we first got married, she would be the object of my irritation. Like, I would just be irritated at her no matter what had irritated me. Now I feel like, for some reason, I, I direct my anger towards people who I think could hurt her, right? And it's like, I have, to, but that's the thing, I have to be angry at someone all the time, mm -hmm. but I don't always have someone to direct it at. And so it's like, I make up stuff in my mind about like, that dude hurts my wife. I'm like, why would he do that? Like, it's like nobody that, <laughs> it literally could be a non-existent person. But that little door, like you said, it's mm -hmm. always there and I'm like, I don't know why it's there. I don't know how to seal the door off. Right. And every once in a while, the door starts to open. Like even in the post game last night, a little yeah. bit. Um, I was pretty pissed off about how the Grizzlies yeah. played, and mainly how they came out prepared. And mistakes that I've seen since last year, right? And um, this is obviously inconsequential towards the overall meaning of life and world mm -hmm. peace and whatnot. But I felt the door start to creak open as I was talking about it. And I was getting like, I was real close started, to getting on it here. started to look around the door. Yeah, and then um, ended up having our producer tell us we were about to wrap up. And so kind of broke my train of thought, um, unfortunately. Sorry, that was going to be great content. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's like that little door just starts to creak open. And when it does, it's like scary. And you almost don't, like you feel it. Mm -hmm. And you just kind of start letting you're like, shut it real quick or you're like all right yeah we're here yeah, exactly <laughs> you know um like i said i don't know if i would call that a mask but it's certainly not something that i broadcast to the world mm -hmm. but it's very real and i'm constantly aware of it bow tie <laughs> i think uh this was awesome nate thank you again for 
being on yeah, the man. podcast. Great, appreciate it. Glad I got to come back here and do it. Thank you. And invent a drink. City fog. <laughs> now, now that you think about South Park, shitty walk. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to a shitty airport. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, shout out again to City and State. Uh, thanks for being a place to have a podcast with great lattes and uh, hopefully a new drink that'll be on the menu here in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, Nate, just, I know I've said it again, but thanks again. Really do appreciate it. Sure, man. Thanks for having me. Got it. All right. Y'all have a great day. See you, brother.